love, this one's for you. I'm Jess, and this is the Effortless Expansion Podcast. This podcast is for women who are ready to do it differently. Women who are tired of being tired. Women who are ready to shift out of the old ways and rules that are still lingering from generations and generations of doing it a certain way. Together, we're going to expand your life in every way. Effortless expansion of yourself, your relationship, your health, your wealth. Write your own rules, your own way for you. Here on this podcast, you will redefine the way you show up for yourself and your desires. You will create visions for this limitless life and what it gets to look like for yourself and your family. You will reshape the way you show up for your friendships, children, and your spouse every week together We will reinvent how your limitless life looks and feels in less than 20 minutes. I'm so glad you've chosen to be here with me. You ready? Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to the Effortless Expansion Podcast. I am thrilled for today's episode, y'all. I am on with Emily Wilcox, and we are going to talk to Emily about all things money today. Emily is a money healer and business mentor for women entrepreneurs while building two, y'all, two seven-figure businesses, an e-commerce biz, and a marketing agency. And I'm thrilled to have her on the podcast today to dive into money and how she consciously chooses expansion on her journey of living a limitless life. So Emily, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to have you on. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like, can we just get started? And will you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I know I gave you an introduction, but would love to hear more about you and all the things. Yeah. So, you know, I kind of feel like I did not choose this path. It chose me. (laughs) And you and I both have kiddos around the same age. And so I was working in corporate America. I thought that I was going to do that forever. I thought I would be a working mom. And I had my daughter seven and a half, almost eight years ago. And my husband wanted to start like an Amazon side hustle while I was on maternity leave. Cause you know, so much time on my hands while I'm, you know, feeding a new human. So we did that. And then I went back to work and it was a much rougher reentry than I ever could have expected. And that was when I started thinking like, Hmm, I wonder if we could get to the point where by the time we're like ready to have another baby, I wouldn't have to go back and we could just run our own business. And so that was really how it all started. And it, it was three years before I had my son. And right before I had him, we started the agency because the e-commerce business wasn't yet big enough to support our whole family. So two babies, the birth of two businesses, but that let me leave corporate America. And I sort of never looked back. And then a year and a half ago, just felt really called to start coaching other women entrepreneurs. And so took a a bit of a step back from those other businesses and have built a multi six-figure coaching business and just feel like I'm really living in like my truth and my mission in helping put wealth in the hands of more women. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what is your big what is your big vision your mission would you say then Yeah so a big part of my mission is really up leveling the planet through 
more wealth consciousness and healing our money wounds. And I believe that when we do that in community, when we're willing to talk more openly and transparently about money, it really allows for all the head stuff, all the junk that we have around money to come up to the surface so that we can look at it and heal it. And when we do that, you know, we allow ourselves to bring more neutrality to money and be able to use it as a tool to amplify our mission, to help more people. And yes, of course, like live a more luxurious life ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. I love that you use the word neutrality, which is such a, I mean, just gave me a flashback to like as a kid and before my big healing journey four years ago was thinking that, you know, having being neutral around money was like, what? how could you ever? And to get to this point where you certainly are, and as you lead other women into this part of neutrality, that money is money, right? It's a tool for incredible, amazing things in life. And let's face it, it is a tool that is also necessary in our lives, right? And if we stop putting it on a pedestal, if you will, and we see it for what it is, the world can open up for us. So I love that. What an incredible mission. Yeah. And can you tell me, what did you used to do in corporate America? I was in pharmaceutical sales. You were. Okay. So we have that in common. I wasn't in pharmaceutical sales. I was also in sales though, in corporate. And I loved the like hustle and bustle of working in a corporate corporate job. But then I had my oldest. And when I went back to work, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't feel great. (laughs) And what can I do to get out of this? I no longer want to travel. And I no longer love the like hustle and bustle of like, oh, I'm going to hit X number of sales. And it feels so good. It's like, actually, I really want to be home, just home and be able to be present when I want to be present. So that's great. And, and I don't know about you, but it was such a surprise to me because I just never, I never wanted to be a stay at home mom. Like, and so it never occurred to me that I might want to stay at home and work, but like also be with my baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was driving all over Los Angeles, like pumps hooked up to my breasts, mm-hmm. paying someone else a thousand dollars to watch my kid. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is so messed up. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I I feel the same, similar. If you had, you know, told me 10 years ago, oh yeah, you're going to want to stay with your kids. I'm like, no freaking way. I like to work. Like I like to be out and about, like I'm not, I'm not a stay at home mom. And so yeah, how my path has evolved the fact that I'm here and I am the best of both worlds, right? Like I do consider myself a stay at home mom, even though I do also, you know, have a, have a coaching business and have a business and health and wellness, helping women. It's this is also a, this is also a role for me that I, that I love. Mm. So, mm, so good. So I saw when I was doing some research on you that you grew up in Michigan yeah. and I live in Michigan. So tell me, where did you grow up? I grew up in Southwest Michigan, like Kalamazoo, Grand Rapids area. Okay. And I mean, if you really know Michigan, I grew up in Allegan, but it's so small. Oh yes. I know where Allegan is. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I went to uh, Western. So in Kalamazoo. Ah, okay. So I partied with the Western boys when I was in high school. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Small world. Totally small world. Yeah. Yeah. So I still have lots of family there. We try to go back like every other year. Okay, cool. Very, very cool. So it's very different than where you're living now, right? Because you're in California, would you say? Yeah, I'm in Southern California. Although I feel like we've found this really cool little pocket that to me sort of feels like the Midwest in Southern California. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like horseback riding trails. It's more woodsy. There's no cell phone service, but also, you know, in 20 minutes, you can be at great restaurants. You can be at the ocean. We've got 180 degree ocean views from our house. We've got a pool in the backyard. So it definitely 
fits our lifestyle. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So can you tell me a little bit about like your journey and how money came to you as you know, something you want to mentor women in that you really wanted to change the change the dynamic and how women see money? Yeah, you know, money was was always something for me that I felt like every area in my life is great, except I want to make more money. Mm-hmm. And so it was something that I maybe obsessed about a little bit or thought mm-hmm. about a lot. And I I had what I call a safe money wound, which was like, I, you know, I need a lot in the bank in order to feel safe and I'll feel even better when I hit this amount. And it's like kind of this like hoarder energy around money. Um, and so I was working with coaches, recognizing, you know, where I was the limiting factor in our agency in particular, but also in the e-com business. And so, you know, I was doing work on my money mindset, but also just work on, you know, masculine and feminine energy and all of that. And seeing that there was a correlation every time I did more inner work, you know, the business was able to expand more, never thinking that. I would be a coach myself. I was just a happy client. But then spirit really led me into it. At the end of 2020, I had said, okay, in 2021, I want to be more soul-led. So that is my intention. And the the prayer that I was using before like my morning meditations was speak and I will listen, lead and I will follow. And this, this very clear message came through, you need to take time away from work. Mm-hmm. And So I very, I was like anything but that. (laughs) So I took six weeks away from leading our agency, which, you know, we felt like 15 people on our team. I was the CEO at the time. Mm -hmm. Like this Mm -hmm. was no small thing. It required some operational support to even tell the team like, okay, I'm not going to be in Slack. I'm not going to be checking email, like all of this. And I really thought that what wanted to be birthed and come through was something to help grow the agency. And what actually came through was that I was meant to be coaching. Mm. And I was like, okay, but on what? (laughs) And then, you know, kind of sitting with that question, what came through was money Mm. and wealth. And I felt like, who am I? This is not, this is a terrible idea. This is the area where I feel like I've struggled the most, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and, and now of course, flash forward, I'm like, yes, of course, like it makes sense. You know, it it is the areas where we've struggled and triumphed and whatever that we can like best lead people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had massive imposter syndrome and everything else. But I also like, I didn't need the coaching to work financially. So it was like, all right, well, if I just look at this as like the vehicle of my own expansion and just really trusting that this is what I meant to be doing and just put one foot in front of the other. And, you know, through doing that, I had a whole kind of methodology come through around money wounds and the six money wounds and how to diagnose them and heal them and, you know, work with a lot of six and seven figure women entrepreneurs who, you know, are not like struggling to put food on the table by any means, but really just like want to change their relationship with work and money so that they can sort of have it all and have it all more effortlessly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. And what, what a pure place. So you didn't, right. You didn't need it, right. You weren't in lack. Like, oh, this coaching business has to work, right. So many women that I see and that I talk to come to it from like a place of like in their expansion journey, they're like, I need this. I need this. This is this, like, you know, we're comparing ourselves to other well, others. Well, she has this, I want to have this, or I need this to actually feed my family. I need this. And when we come at anything, 
Yeah. From a need and a lack perspective, what do you attract more, right? More need, more lack. And the universe doesn't operate in need and lack, right? It operates in pure abundance. So the fact that you are able to come to this coaching business as just a pure surrendered soul, like, okay, if this is supposed to be, it's supposed to be. And I have, there are no needs attached to it. It's strictly in the desire frequency that I desire this to lead women in this. You're telling me that this is my purpose. I'm okay. Let's see how it works out, right? Let's have some yeah. fun with it when we come to things with such a pure heart and that like, and out of pure desire, that's where all the magic occurs. Yeah. So good. And I'm so obsessed with when we can detach from the outcome, right. From the, from the need, from the lack, from the has to look like that from the shoulds, we open ourselves up to the, all the magic the universe has to offer us and the universe comes in full force. And it's like, and here you go, Emily, here's this. And yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And I will honestly say like, it's, it it continues to be a work in progress in terms of detachment, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I have conversations with God all the time where I'm like, my plan was a good plan. What are you doing here? Like, why is this part not working? So, you know, it's like, (laughs) I think detachment is a practice. I don't know that we're ever there as much as daily choosing to be like, okay, I surrender to the flow of life. And even if it's not what I would, would have done, like, let's just see where this takes me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. Can you tell us what is the biggest block you see that women have when it comes to money? Worthiness Mm. tends, tends to be, I think the, the biggest repellent of money and it's, it's one where you have to start to get honest with yourself and you have to start to be an observer often to like really see it and feel it. Like on surface, you might not raise your hand, like I don't feel worthy of money, Mm -hmm. but it's like, how does it actually feel when you receive it? Like when a new client comes in, do you immediately flip into the mode of like over delivering and trying to prove to them that you're worthy of the investment that they just made? Do you know in your heart of hearts that you're undercharging for your services, but you're really afraid to like increase your prices because who am I to charge those rates? Like that whole energy around who am I mm-hmm. is worthiness. Yeah. And it's something that as women, we tend to internalize that around money in a way that men typically do not. Mm-hmm. And why do you think that is? I mean, I think there, you know, there's patriarchal conditioning around that where it's like the men are meant to be the provider and like, you know, we've been conditioned to be sort of small, meek, silent, subservient. And so for us to really step into our power and own it and be like, you know what, I'm really good at this. And Mm -hmm. this is how much the the investment is to work with me. Mm -hmm. It really requires us to, you know, break a lot of generational curses and heal a lot of generational trauma and Mm -hmm. decide that we're no longer just going to be like the good girl that goes along with what everyone else wants. Mm -hmm. Mm. I love that. So I hold a container, it's a space and it's called unruly and it is inviting women to really embrace their unruliness. So it's, you know, we're really bucking the rules that we've been taught through childhood, through past lives, through, you know, karma and agreements that we're here to clear just any rules 
beliefs that we've been taught that no longer serve us, that serves us in our next level, what that looks like, our desires and our personal power, all the things that say we have to fit in this box to sit down and be quiet, to be seen and not heard, all these things. And so I love that. I think it's so, and, and to go back to like the unworthiness piece, you know, that is something that as women, we all seem to, many of us carry on our backs, right? We feel unworthy of, you know, of making the money of, you know, unworthy that we get to have these big, powerful careers and unworthy and all that. And this shows up in all this lack in so many areas and, and together the culmination of it is all this big piece of unworthiness that shows up in our lives. And we're afraid to move forward. We're afraid to ask for big things. We're afraid to say no. Right. So I love that. It's such a piece of, of, you know, of, of what you're noticing and what you're seeing. And I think if we all become more aware of that, that's our, that is our role in as leaders, as mentors and helping heal that. And as we heal and evolve in our consciousness and and as the planet goes up in frequency, I'm so excited to see when we heal this worthiness piece, what's, what's there for us, because as those of us who have healed it or on our, or on our healing journey, healing unworthiness, you know, the world opens up so much, so much for us, right? Again, so much magic. That's the word that my soul keeps saying when we can really truly embrace our worthiness and that we are here with our, you know, God-given talents to serve the world. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think, you know, for the old paradigm, it's so scary, but -hmm. it's like, they've benefited so much out of women doing things out of obligation. And what I look at is like obligations, a pretty low frequency. So wouldn't it actually be cool if people were doing things more out of desire and less because they've been manipulated or conditioned into doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Can you just the energy behind even the words, right? Like, you know, in even the expectation frequency, right? The obligation frequency, all the things, those are lower frequencies, even when you say the word versus desire. The energy when you show up, when you really freaking want to be somewhere, when you really want to deliver something in the desire frequency is pure potency. It's magic, right? It's effortless versus, you know, a job that I hate at, or I'm going to a place that I don't want to go to, a party I don't want to, or, you know, a corporate function I don't want to go to because I have to be there this, then you show up in this energy of person in the corner who's sulking. Well, what good do you bring to the room when you're in that type of energy versus right. when you're in your, in your power, in your love, in your light, right? Uh, that's going totally. to impact the world. Yeah. Hmm. Amen. Yes. All right. Well, as we're recording this, it is the new year. And I was wondering if you would share with us your vision as you're expanding in 2023, what that looks like for you. Yeah. So I really like to tap into the feeling of the new year and, and let how I want to feel be sort of that North star. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the feeling words that I chose for 2023 are fun and expansion. So we're just letting that lead the way and we'll see how everything unfolds. Oh, that's perfect. Love that. Yeah. When you can get into the feeling of it, right. It's not always the I've been playing with this lately in my own life. It's not always the, you know, the numbers or that has to look like this, be like this. It's how does it feel? You know, how do I want to feel when I walk into, you know, a new home? How do I want to feel in my body this next year? That that you can't actually always put human words to. So, well, when have we ever accurately predicted how a year is going to go? It's so true, right? (laughs) So it's like, if we already know that we can't figure out the how, then it's like, what we can do is choose how we want to feel. Yes, yes, yes. Boom. That was a good reflection for sure. Yeah. 
What juicy tip, Emily, can you leave us with that can help us expand into the most abundant money mindset? I really would suggest having a scary money conversation. So just talk about money with someone that you don't traditionally talk about it with, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether that's how much you make or what you're desiring in the new year Mm -hmm. and asking them the same. What will happen is that even as you're thinking about having that conversation, everything will surface. Like if you feel like you want to barf and you're like, okay, why? Uh, they're going to think that my number is too big or mm-hmm. they're going to think I'm being rude or mm-hmm. they're going to think I'm being greedy. It's like, that's all the stuff that's actually holding you back. Yeah. And so before you even have the conversation, you will see all of the opportunities for healing. And, mm-hmm. and that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. So powerful. So powerful. And I think it's those, those are like, that's like meeting your edges. Right. And that's like, you know, it's this whole, like, Ooh, when it comes up for me, when it comes up for me and I get these like kind of sticky, this like heaviness in my chest, I'm like, Oh, that's an edge for me. Okay. Okay. Let's explore that further. Why is that an edge? Like, Ooh, what would it feel like if we actually did that? Right. Like what if in, in this case, what if we had that conversation about money and then what thoughts, what thoughts come up from that? That's an invitation for you to heal, right. For you to actually take that next step and see where that leads you to. So that's a great tip. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And as we wrap up, Emily, can you tell us where we can find you to learn more about you and your programs and your offerings and how you're serving these incredible women in the world? Yeah, yeah. So I hang out on social media at M Makes Money on Instagram, now TikTok as well. My website, emilywilcox.com. And if you want to learn more about diagnosing and healing money wounds, I have a quiz, a free quiz. So if you go to moneywoundsquiz.com, you answer six questions and you get some really potent results on which of the six money wounds are most prominent for you. Awesome. Can't wait. I'm going to go and take it myself, see what comes up. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Emily. I really appreciated this conversation this time. You guys in the show notes, of course, will link Emily's website, her bio, so you can find her on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you in the next episode to your effortless expansion always and always. Hey, if you love this podcast episode, can you please do me two quick favors? One, take a screenshot of the podcast episode you're listening to right now, post it on your stories and tag me at effortlessly just, I'm going to be so thrilled to hear from you. And I will always repost it for my audience to see. Second, if you're listening on Apple podcast, can you please leave me a five-star review? These two little things take only a few minutes, but they mean so much to me. Not only does it make my day to connect with my soul sisters on the internet, But as a podcast host, these are two things you can do to help me get my message out to impact the women of the world. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to talk to you in next week's episode. To your effortless expansion always.